Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the first episode of the main plot arc of Filmar's Crossing. doing tonight guys i'm uh i'm doing well pretty good awesome okay you guys it is the it is the following morning you guys are uh back at work at the fia headquarters and you have to go down and you have to meet up with uh with calvin ridley which, by the way, if anybody is familiar with the NFL, he uh, is a recent wide receiver uh, draft pick by the Atlanta Falcons. I have decided that every single character from now on is just going to be a fucking football player. And if you don't like it, Dare leaked my balls. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Unless we make him up because this is a collab podcast. It is no longer a collaborative podcast. You guys are getting <laughs> railroaded at every turn. From now on, because everyone, every character we come up with is just going to die. <laughs> we abused every single bit of power that we've had over the last few. Right. President, president, super. <laughs> Holy shit. The president just got assassinated in front of you. What is this vibrant green glowing bullet? <laughs> oh, shit. So, um, yeah. Anyway, it's the next morning. You guys are getting all of your stuff prepared for what could be a long trip. Um, you were told that it'll take a couple days to uh, take the Zeppelin out to... Um... Oh, God damn it! You guys are... It'll take a couple days to make your way to Kensington and then a day's ride to uh, Fillmore's Crossing because there is no train or, or Zeppelin or anything like that that goes that far outside of the Imperium. The Kensington, as you know, is a walled city outside of the Imperium, one of the largest cities that exists um, in, in the wildlands of, uh, of the West. And so before you leave, however, you've been instructed by Captain Garan that you're supposed to go and see Agent Calvin Ridley, who is like a like a quartermaster um an inventor of sorts and so he's going to give you some equipment to try and uh, help you in your investigations and so do you guys have anything that you want to do before you make your way down there i'm like in my office uh right now and uh i'm uh <laughs> basically just rummaging through all like all the books and, and shit that i have um, and also like all the, uh, I don't know, the cabinets, all the, all the storage, I'm looking for my luggage cases because I haven't used them in so long and they could literally be anywhere. <laughs> what about you, Tom? Uh, so what about Calvin Ridley? I wrote his name down. 
he is he is like a quartermaster type uh, inventor, you know, master of equipment type of dude. And he is going to outfit you guys to go on your journey. Now, does he have a storehouse full of stuff that I can peruse or is he no, just going to like... he is going to oh. give you a few items, but if some people would have gotten me an item before um, <laughs> we started recording this podcast, they may have gotten to make up their own, but... So this is, this is the obligatory James Bond scene where they're like, we're equipping you with such and such, this new device. Right. All right. I'm down with that. Um, I don't really have anything to do. I just want to go see this guy. I'm excited to see what I get. Okay. Um, so Falk is currently tearing apart his office, looking for his, uh, suitcases and you hear, uh, you hear Niles behind you and he goes, <coughs> sir, um, um, sir. Oh, hey, uh, hey there, Niles. Um, what are you looking for, sir? Ah, oh, my goddamn luggage, uh pretty sure I left it here at the office. The last time I went somewhere was, you know, on assignment here. You you don't remember that basilisk and the acid? Oh. No, I don't. No. Oh, well, you, all of your luggage was destroyed by that basilisk. What was that? Um, Two, three years ago at this point? Oh, is it too, too late to get like a like a line of credit from the FIA to buy some more? He uh, he actually um, turns around and produces an FIA duffel <laughs> like you would get when you join into the academy and oh, hands lovely. it to you <laughs> and says, your finest duffel, sir. Uh, I always wanted to be so discreet. <laughs> so I, I take it from him and I'm like looking at it to try to figure out if there's a way I can kind of scratch off the FIA letters before... Um, you know, I get on the train as I'm walking down the hall towards, uh, where, uh, Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons is. Okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> I should have told you guys, neither, none of you would have ever known. Oh. <laughs> Ridley is a floor below you on, uh, on basement level, uh, two. And... You get down there and it's it's a rather large um it's a rather large room not unlike a warehouse but there's um there's lots of uh tables with various tools and things like that just spread out across it and a very thin but very tall man you would guess uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 6 foot 4 6 foot 5 maybe but rail thin and and very frail looking, and he looks up at you and he says, "Oh, oh yes, um, a- a- Agent Dweez and um, Agent uh, a- Agent Smolders, I've I've been expecting you. Um, please, please come come over, come come. Why does everybody put an S on my name? <laughs> For how normally serious and sober I am, I've got a smirk on my face." What have you got for us today, Ridley? Well, um, see, uh, we actually, we, um, I've developed this new sort of, um, sort of, uh, way to use a spell, all right? And so, you see these gloves, if you, um, if you are ever in a situation where you cannot let go of something, or maybe you need to, like, like, climb up a wall... You know, you can you can basically use your hands, and they won't remove 
unless you want them to. You will them to stick to things. I call them the spider guy gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Quick note, if I ever see Calvin Ridley's name popped up on a on a, on a football, you know, news broadcast or anything. I'm going to think of that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds intriguing. Oh, that was nice of uh Governor Spider Guy uh to devote his name to this amazing invention. <laughs> what are you talking about, Falk? That's a weird joke to make, but <laughs> Anyway, um let me try one of those on. And then he uh, he pulls out. You know, if the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> you know, I really, I really wish that um, that uh, you would have quit after embarrassing yourself to Patty Jones, because you're you're kind of unbearable right now, Falk. I'm just I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, Boy, that's well, really well, gotten around the office. Well, Ridley, uh, believe it or not. I'm actually one of the most respected agents in this uh, in this place. Uh, my smirk get grows even wider. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Calvin pulls out um, two pairs of glasses, and he says, "Well, um, now, now these are are really." not heavily enchanted or anything like that. Mostly all they're going to do is they're just going to make you a little bit more perceptive of um, of any dangers or um, or clues that you may run into um, out uh, out there in the field. So I would I would probably try to keep them on at all times. And also they have a really nifty enchantment. Um, I call it I call it the um, amazing transfix McOracle sun blocker enchantment. And basically all it does is um, it darkens the lenses so that um, you guys don't have that bright sun in your face. And this is uh, for both of us? <laughs> Correct. We're getting each of and, you. Uh, okay. And <laughs> as game mechanics, just to uh, let you know, they also grant you advantage on perception checks. All right. What do those do real quick? They give you advantage on perception checks, and they're also sunglasses. (laughs) Ooh, I like that second power. (laughs) You know, that's got to be kind of fairly new for the 18th century. That's got to be cool. Oh, I mean, you could role play out that that's pretty cool if you'd like, or you could just comment out a character on it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these things are pretty pretty nifty here. How do I look? I think think you look... um, Kind of like a fucking douchebag, but anyway, um, <laughs> I put him on. I uh, hold on. I can't see anything. Well, you're indoors. They're they're meant for bright sun, not oh, okay, I see. Not lantern light. Um, anyway, so the last thing that I have here, and he pulls out what looks to be like a basically a jock strap, and he says now now this is the girdle of leaping and so if you (laughs) (laughs) I thought I got all of my giggles after that one but I didn't I sure fucking didn't (laughs) (laughs) and he basically like 
like he basically pulls out a mannequin from the closet and he starts to wrap it around the uh, mannequin, much like a sumo wrestler does when uh, they're getting ready for a match. And he says, and and it knows. Um, and anytime that you um, leap, it will it will it will allow you to leap much further into the air than you normally would be able to. Now, I don't necessarily care which of you wears what, but. These are yours to do with as you see fit. My smirk is just gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm wearing that thing. Well, well I mean, Agent Deweese, would, would you like to wear it? I do okay on the ground. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess n- no one has to take it, but I mean, it is yours. You could always, I don't know, sell it, I guess. I, mean, I wouldn't do that in the Imperium, though. It is it's illegal. But all right, I, I'll take it. You know, the, I'm sure some some sad sack will buy it somewhere. I take a step away from Falk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for in-game mechanics, uh, what that will do is it uh, it gives you a double bonus to your athletics. So, like, if you you know, have say a two, now it's a four. Or if it was say an eight, now it's a sixteen. And so you can just <laughs> Oh dude, it's really bad, isn't it? Dude So what is the double to zero? <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit that the that the uh spider guy gloves were were meant a little bit more for Falk and the girdle was meant a little bit more for Tom, but <laughs> That's I don't awesome. care which way you guys go. <laughs> Ain't happening. <laughs> the Spider Guy gloves are they like uh, rhinestoney, like Michael Jackson's one glove? <laughs> no, I may, I may be a priest, but I ain't about that Mormon underwear. Fair enough. Uh, no, the gloves are—they're uh, rather unassuming, other than the fact that uh, the thread that that holds together the um, the black leather is a very deep silver color. You know, it looks, um, it makes it look a lot, uh, more fancy and, uh, richer than it perhaps would have looked, uh, just as the leather gloves as they are. But other than that, they're fairly unassuming. All right. Well, uh, thanks Ridley. Um, yeah. Uh, good luck on, on, on your journey. I, I hope you guys make it back in one piece. I've heard, I've heard the West is um, quite dangerous, what with roving bands of orcs and elves and monsters and magic and... Well, do take good notes. Goodbye. And uh, we walk out. All right. And so do you guys have anything that you want to do before you uh, make it to the Zeppelin? Uh, I got to pack my my bag. I just got a new one from uh, from Niles there. And... um... Hey, uh, Tom, you don't know how to get lettering off of one of these things, do you? I don't want to be lettering walking around with FIA written all over my shit, you know? Why don't you have the Greenhorn shoot it off? <laughs> it's uh, kind of too soon for that, you know? Like, <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, uh, fuck, he just died yesterday. Listen, <laughs> I gotta perform a lot of funerals. This is just kind of a coping mechanism that I have. <laughs> Okay, I, I kind of understand. What is that? Threaded? Imprinted? What is that? 
Yeah, is it? Uh, it's uh, just embroidered. It's just embroidered in there. You could easily remove it with a dagger. Oh, okay. Just cut that off. You'll be fine. All right. Sure. Wish I'd found my old stuff. Are you? Are you gonna do that then? Yeah, I'm definitely. Okay, so do you that. do that, and then instead, there's just a darker spot that clearly says oh, FIA, fuck. but um, <laughs> there's no longer the gold lettering making it. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, okay, um, before we leave, I, I gotta stop by the store and get some, like, iron-on patches or some shit, <laughs> and also, uh, I, I gotta take a leak, so uh, I'll, I'll catch up with you later, and then I go to the bathroom and put the girdle on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, okay. It's surprisingly comfortable. So yeah, you guys take care of the, uh, the last bit of things that you need to take care of in Farport, and then you make your way to the Zeppelin station. And you can, it's one of the biggest, uh, it's one of the biggest, uh, buildings and plots of land in Farport, because there are, there are just crap loads of Zeppelins that are, um, taking off and landing and being wheeled out to, um, they're they're loading uh, they're loading platforms and so on and so forth and it's really a, a it's a huge spectacle of um, of just these huge machines just whizzing about and realistically unless you guys want to do any more character building stuff I'm probably just gonna have have you guys jump right to Kensington and bring West I'm, re- I'm ready to jump yeah we can jump awesome. And so you guys make your way onto the Zeppelin, and I get a zero bonus to my jumping too because of Ooh. that. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, um, you guys make your way uh, to Kensington and arrive there almost exactly two days later with almost no trouble whatsoever. your way down to where you're supposed to contact um, this Imgut, which is at a tavern called Tequila Mockingbird. Nice. (laughs) Writing that down. And so, yeah, if uh, you guys notice one of the things about Kensington that's very different from Farport is there aren't any different races for the most part it's it's just humans and you notice that there is a giant wall around uh kensington that you can see from almost any place in the city now the city isn't really that large but the wall is you would guess somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 feet tall and you got a good look at uh at it when you were going above it in the zeppelin and maybe 10 to 15 feet thick, just solid stone. Um, 
and so yeah, do you guys uh, want to do any exploring or go straight to Tequila Mockingbird? So, uh, well, is, like, where's the the Zeppelin port in relation to the rest of the town? Is it right in the middle, or is it? No, it's uh, like, it's off to um, it's off to the side a little bit. It's off to the western um portion of the city. Um, the majority of like. The majority of like the downtown portion where you would find, you know, a lot of businesses and things like that, those are located in, in more the northern um, half of town. And then all of the it looks like all of the people that provide the food for the town um, kind of take up like the western and southern portion of the town. And that's also where the uh, where the Zeppelin the Zeppelin port is. Oh, okay. Where are we right now? You guys are just outside of the Zeppelin port. Finished grabbing your bags and all that stuff. Oh, okay. So we're out in town right now. Yep. You know anything about this place? Uh, not much other than, uh, you know, it's kind of not nearly as structured as stuff was back east. You know, you really got to watch yourself out here. People run one over you on you just like that. You won't even realize you're getting had. Hmm. Tim, how much do we know about this place? Not much. Okay, so you said this is a stop on the way to the west, or are we in the west? You're right in. Now? You're outside of the Imperium currently, but this is the safest city outside of the Imperium. Okay. And uh, is is Wesley being assigned to us, or is he going to just encounter? Are we going to encounter him? I don't, I don't know. You're meeting. Going. You're meeting Wesley at Tequila Mockingbird. He's Imgut. Okay, so this is an official. This is an official agent guy. Um, kind of. You'll find out. Oh, okay. I I just. I don't trust myself with all this three beers, so I'm just <laughs> making sure. No, you're good, man. Everything's uh. <clears throat> and actually, so while you and uh, Falk are are discussing things amongst yourself, an old man uh, approaches you and goes, "Oh, <laughs> fresh travelers, I see. Can I interest you in some of my wares?" What do you have? What are you selling? Oh, come, come, come! Much protective, and just oh, various magic baubles and things of the like. Please, please, and he grabs onto your hand and starts, like, trying to yank you, uh, yank you towards can, a doorway. I, I grab Tom's hand out of his hand, and I'm like, I just told you about guys like this. He's trying to run one over on us, I'm sure. What do you mean? He's just selling some things in the street. Can't Why don't you bad. roll me an insight check, please, Falk? Can I roll a history check? Yeah, go ahead. I want to know if I've ever been in a big city like this before. <laughs> I mean, Far- Farport is bigger than this city is. So I'm familiar with uh, people who try and... Yeah. I got a 10, by the way. Um, you, uh, I mean, you still don't trust him, but you definitely don't notice anything too funny about him. And what was your history check, uh, Tom? Uh, 14. You do remember that... Um, there's a very high disparity of wealth in Kensington. And so like the difference between the haves and the have nots is, is huge. And so, you know, it's somebody that would be as poorly dressed as this old man is, you know, in his, in his rags and trying to drag you into his hovel to sell you some things. He probably doesn't have anything worth looking at. (laughs) Listen, uh, I, I appreciate it, but I think we're going to be on our way. We're going to oh, wait for a meeting. No, 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 please. Uh, great. I will give you the greatest deals. 
I brush him off and we walk away. Okay. And you guys head towards the bar then? Uh, at first, before we get too far away, I pat myself down and make sure that I have my wallet. <laughs> you do. Okay. And then while I'm while I'm patting myself down to check for my wallet, I realize that I don't have my sunglasses. I left them on the fucking Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want I'm not gonna remember this, but from now on, when you are outdoors and you're trying to perceive things, unless it is raining or overcast. You have disadvantage because it's so fucking bright. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and obviously we're not going to do that for um, like attack rolls and things like that. But for like anything that you're going to try and investigate or do a perception check on, if you're outdoors, you 100% have disadvantage now. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? I, um... I think that guy ran off with my fucking sunglasses. You want to go back for him? Nah, man, we gotta get to... We we gotta get to this fucking bar. That reminds me. I reach in and pull out my sunglasses and put them on. Ooh, this is nice. Yeah, yeah, shove it up your ass. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Alright, I guess we're going to the bar. Alright. We're in the west, right? So this has gotta have swinging doors. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. You you've already passed by a few saloons that uh, have those swinging doors. They just don't happen to be the one that you're looking for. And as you make your way um, closer to the wall, you notice that things closer to the wall tend to be less nice. And you see a bar where um, the roof has has just straw covering some holes in it. Um, there is no glass in the windows. There's only one door that's swinging on the right-hand side of it. The other one looks like it's been broken off, uh, broken off years ago. Um, there aren't even, there aren't even like the, the the slats of wood to hold in the panes of glass. It looks like so many people have been thrown through the windows of this, uh, of this bar. So what would you uh, what would you guys like to do? Would you like to enter into Tequila Mockingbird? Uh, yeah, but as as I do, like I stop just before the door, and then I I turn to Tom, and I'm like, after you. Oh no, no, you can go ahead. I'll <clears throat> I'll follow behind. No, no, I insist. <laughs> <laughs> moments like these, I wish Trevor never would have died. <laughs> I step forward and I swing my my arms through the doors, and then I immediately take off my glasses and t- I look around. As he did this, I said, "Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you walk into the bar, and this bar—it's it, got like the the giant Cheers style bar, where it's like a a circuit, like a giant square of uh, of counter space, and in the center are all of the kegs and stuff like that. And there's there's a human male. Um, about 510 not very well dressed he's got he's got a giant uh, a giant bruise on the side of his face and he looks to be maybe mid 30s but he could be younger and has just lived a, a very rough life and he's currently 
serving a mug of ale to a green-skinned, huge bear of a man. Or, well, not necessarily a man, because he definitely has green skin. He's wearing a cowboy hat, and you can see tusks are protruding from his uh, mouth, but he doesn't have the same facial structure as a regular orc, and you know these to be the unfortunate creatures that have to walk the worlds of both men and orcs. Also known as the half-orcs. And you would assume that since he and the bartender are the only people in this tavern, that might be the man you're looking for. <clears throat> I s- this time I really am sauntering, unlike episode four. <laughs> <laughs> I saunter up. I saunter up to the bar and I look over at them. And then when I catch the bartender's eye, I give him a nod. He nods back. Are you, are you with me, Falk? Are you at the Are you at the bar? <laughs> no, I, I like walked in and um, I'm sort of looking around, like trying to figure out a place to put my bag. And um, you know, I'm I'm an obvious uh, city slicker, and um, am not very comfortable being out here. The bartender looks at you guys and he goes. Well, what can I get for you? I, I yell from a, across the room. Um, uh, oh, what do you got? You got, um... <laughs> try not to say anything that's, like, copyrighted or some shit. <laughs> you got a, a Daniel Adams? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> you know, a, a Dan Adams. Like uh, you know, like or uh, I point at the I point at the completely destroyed windows off to the side, and I say, I don't think they have that here, buddy. How about a yingling? We got one kind of ale, and we got a couple of wines. I'll take an ale. Uh, uh, uh yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take a wine, red or white. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the red. You know, a real like uh, a manly red. <laughs> he, he pulls out the daintiest bottle that you have ever seen in your entire life, and he he blows off just just an inch of dust from it. You know, just <laughs> and you know, it just coughs for his <clears throat> and then pulls out uh, uh, the only wine glass that's hanging up above him because it's a Cheers style bar, and he spits into it quick. Grabs out, grabs his shirt and like starts to wipe it around on the inside of the glass and then pours some red wine into it and slides it uh, across the bar next to the orc and then proceeds to go and grab the ale for Tom. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm actually fine. I I, I just... <clears throat> My stomach's just still settling from lunch. So it's yourself. I uh, am like just constantly like kind of spinning the wine around in the glass and smelling it but not drinking anything <laughs> and uh then I, I i turn to the the orc and i'm like um uh i think we were supposed to uh, to meet you here well 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 these are the city slickers they send me asking for wine and a pretty glass how about that I mean, I, I did ask for the wine, but not exactly the pretty glass. <laughs> well, I suppose we are supposed to meet. Um, and we need to report to Sheriff Bill Clark here soon. Um, and by the way, my name is Igmut. What are your names? Uh, I'm Falk. Falk Smolder. F- 
Falk. Thomas Deweese. And, and you said your name was Ingot? Ig-mut. In- Ig-mut. I slam my hand on the bar. <laughs> it it actually, right. it vibrates uh, quite a bit. Like, you know, the Ig-mut is a very strong... Uh, creature, and so you see the entire bar uh, shakes a little bit, and all of the tankards and stuff that are attached to uh, the holding area above the bar also rattle around for a second before settling back in their place. <laughs> well, bartender, get my friend Tom here some ale. We've got a long ride ahead of us. He needs to get something to drink. I'll get right on it, Mr. Ingwood. I adjust the buttons of my collar and <laughs> don't say anything. <laughs> so, the FIA sent y'all out here? Uh, yeah, we, we heard that there was, like, uh, some sort of weird curse or something that's been affecting the, the villages near here. Like, every few days, one of them goes mad. Oh, yes, it, it's been right awful. Um, a, a mother killed her own children. Uh, there, there's been some... Uh, activity between the orcs and the mining companies. Um, it's, it's really quite suspicious. Um, uh, various murders in town, uh, and, and we'll be sent out there to investigate. And I'm here to, to help you navigate the terrain around here because it is quite harsh and for such soft city boys as yourselves I I think you'd have difficulty without my services well just to let you know uh, not less than a day well I guess a a little more than a couple of days ago we we ran over a vampire with a carriage so we're pretty (laughs) hard city boys oh my a vampire Well, why don't you wait until we see some hordes of wild orc and and see how you feel then. Now, Master Smolders, I know it's not probably my place to step in, but uh, I would definitely not uh, be trifling with the uh, with the orc population out here. They're quite dangerous. We got a wall for a reason. However, I must say the humans are twice as evil as any orc you'll find around these parts and far more shifty in their dealings. However, I'm not fond of either race, to be honest. Hmm. A centrist after my own heart. (laughs) God damn it. Where do we start? So I I just want to say I finally do get up the nerve to to drink a sip of the wine and then like make the most god awful like <laughs> bitter face that you could possibly make. And oh, then, it's then fucking down. awful too, as you can probably yeah. imagine. <laughs> it's I'm not it's even practically really vinegar sure at this point. Yeah, it's practically yeah. vinegar. <laughs> okay, so I I take a big swig of my ale, slam the tanker down on the counter, um, and turn to the to the boys. All right, so uh, where to? You said you were going to take us to uh, the sheriff? Sheriff Bill Clark, yes. Yes. Thank you, bartender. And then we walk out of the, the bar, and I lead them down several dirt roads um, through various members of the population. I, I kind of snicker as I, as I watch my two companions... Uh, 
um, be so unused to the environment. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just squinting everywhere because it's so fucking hard to see. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm kind of flaunting these sunglasses a little bit. I'm uh, <laughs> pretty proud of them. Do you catch yourself, like, uh, looking in your reflection as you go by any sort of glass windows and all that? <laughs> yeah, I kind of t- I tip my hat to myself. <laughs> uh. When you, uh, one of the times that you go to kind of glance at yourself, I notice, and then I, like, kind of stick my foot out in front of you for a second <laughs> to try to trip you up. All right, what do I got to roll, Tim? Um, why don't you give me a dexterity check? Okay. I get a nine. A ni- oh, you um, you don't fully <laughs> fall on your face, but you definitely do that thing where you kind of stumble forward and you have to do a quick, uh, quick, a couple quick uh, steps in succession to try and uh, catch yourself. And you look incredibly stupid. I tried to play it <laughs> off like it was nothing. <laughs> I kind of pat him on the back afterwards. Are you boys finished with playing around now? <laughs> I would just like to point out that Wesley has a bunch of information about what's going on with this. So you guys can feel free to ask him, you know, because you you do have to remember that it has been a couple days since your last update. Okay. Um, So, uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah. this, this name, Imgut, hopefully I pronounced it correctly. Imgut. God damn it, you silly city boys. I keep on hearing him get... Um, That's funny, I keep hearing the same thing. I, I do not mean to offend you uh, in, in any way, shape, or no, form. No, but no, ha- no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> have these... Uh, has has another one of these murders happened in, in the last like uh, couple of days since we would have come out here? Yes, uh, two gentlemen, Upton Jones and Bertie Nichols, both went missing. And there was a mess of blood at their house. Uh, it's quite concerning. You have no idea of a correlation between the two? Well, the sheriff might provide some insight to it once we get there. Did the sheriff witness these <clears throat> incidents firsthand? Was he there on the scene? No, no, he... He's just had some deputies uh, out in Fillmore's Crossing um, getting him information, and they bring it back to Kensington. Um, How far is it out to Fillmore's Crossing? Oh, it'll be about day and a half's ride. We'll have to bunk up somewhere, um, but I can find us somewhere comfy. How long you been out in these parts, uh, Ingot? Igmut, <laughs> you silly city boy. Sorry, 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 sorry. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Well, as the Imperium has been moving further and further west, taking our ancestral lands, they built more and more cities and set up mining camps. Uh, well, I was born to a woman, a human woman, who had been raped by orcs. And so I've I've lived out here most of my life between Kensington and Fillmore's Cross. And I know these hills and deserts like the back of my hand. Good to know. You see, we've never been out here before. I figured as much. 
<laughs> I keep uh, walking down the street. We're close to the to the sheriff's office. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, as as soon as you want to be there, you can be there. Like we don't have to beat around the bush. Okay. I was just giving you guys time to communicate with each other, basically. Okay. Well, uh, I just secure my bow and scatter gun on my back, and then I open the the door um, for for Tom and Falk. Falk. And uh, so you guys, uh, you guys come up upon a small adobe building. It's made out of mud bricks instead of uh, actual stone, like a lot of the buildings in uh, Kensington. It look it looks like it might be relatively recent construction within the last year, maybe. Um, Igmut, you know that this building uh, was burned down um, in an or- in an orc attack where they happened to get through the wall maybe a year, year and a half ago. Um, but you guys haven't had any uh, major incidents with uh, any of the indigenous populations in quite some time. And when you get inside, it's just a, it's just a large one room with a desk for the sheriff and eight cells across the, uh, across the back wall. So like directly across, like directly in front of you, are eight cells that are right next to one another, one another with, uh, you know, the, the wall, one of the walls making up, uh, making up a wall for two different cells at once. I see. And there are, there are currently no, um, prisoners in the, uh, in any of the jails, but, uh, the sheriff, however, is sitting behind his desk and you can hear that, uh, you can hear the faint sound of snoring from under his hat. You can't really see his face, but you can, you know, see the bright yellow star of a badge on his uh, chest. He's wearing like a, a tan shirt and then a, a leather brown vest that has that star on it. And then a big black cowboy hat. Uh, so I walk up to the sheriff gingerly and, uh, I, I just tap on his shoulder quite lightly and I say, Sheriff? Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> and he disappears. <laughs> He's been shot. Somebody killed he our, out of our existence. navigator. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah we can now. I'm right. sorry. I No, no, no big deal. Um, okay, so I I go up to the sheriff and I say, Sheriff? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll be Igmut. Who are these fine gentlemen, gentlemen you brought in here? Oh, these two here, greenhorns, they sent out from uh, <laughs> Farport. I clenched my jaw. <laughs> yeah. I actually pipe up. Um, I, I think you mispronounced uh, special agents from the FIA. Oh, I see. You got fancy titles out there, huh? <laughs> Very uh, fancy. It's not quite as fancy as the the wine that uh, that your barkeep friend was selling, but uh, pretty fancy. Well, chef, the the one with the funny accent that there is Falk, and the other creepy gentleman that is Tom. <laughs> I'm Bill Clark. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. Now, uh, we got we got quite the predicament on our hands here. You see, Mr. Elmer Fillmore, he's been all in a dither ever since his wife, uh, well, she tore the kids 
she tore him limb from limb. Well, I, I should I should start at the beginning, I suppose. Have y'all ever heard of of folk just randomly going crazy like and murdering people before? Uh, something kind of like that. Uh, we just had a vampire problem, and you know, in Farpoint out Farpoint out east there, and uh, they had this way of taking control over people and making them do things that they wouldn't even normally do and uh, when they would come out of it they would have no recollection of of doing those things I've seen similar incidents when my captain gets angry <laughs> I see well here's, bas- here's the gist of what happened 12 days ago well okay so Elma has been he's been trying to open a new a new branch of the mine you know get more get more of the mithril to uh he's been selling it to the FIA apparently it uh has preventative preventative sort of properties when it comes to magic but you see the rock guts a local orcish tribe they say that that's an ancient burial ground of some sort and well 12 days ago we uh we started to have troubles you see um the rock guts they showed up and they said that they needed to abandon the mine or or things would would turn ugly and three days later we discovered the body of of jethro gottfried he was torn clean in half by by kenlin winslow and kellen disappeared into the desert and we found his body two days later, desiccated, drained of all of its fluids. 24 hours later is when Ingrid Fillmore murdered all three of her children and ra- wandered out into the streets wailing, covered in their blood, saying someone murdered her boys. You don't know the reasons behind their threats? We know nothing. She remembers nothing. I just, I, I, well... Tomorrow, if you if you have been doing your math, tomorrow will be another three days. And I'm worried that we will have another incident. Where have these incidents been occurring? All over town. How many have there been? There's been... Well, if one happened... There's been three so far. So it's been isolated to just in Fillmore's Crossing? We haven't seen a single thing happen outside of the city limits. Interesting. One more day. And as you guys, as uh, Igmet would have explained already, you guys are about a day and a half's ride from um, from Fillmore's Crossing. Uh, Igmet, is there... Hey, I said it right that time. Uh, is, there, <laughs> is there any way you can get those horses to ride faster to get us there before the next one would probably take place. I believe that if we get some mules, we'll we'll handle the ter- the terrain far easier. It's it's quite rocky, uh, some places sandy. Um, so we need to gather up some mules and get your gear on them, and then head out as soon as possible. If that's all right with you, Sheriff. Well, boys, we best be going. I'm not going to make it. Not with that attitude, we won't. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll push hard. <laughs> I I tip my hat to the sheriff and then open the bo- the door and. Before you gentlemen head out of here, 
take a couple extra boxes of ammunition. Oh, it's okay. I load my own special <sighs> recipe, and I wink at him. Yeah, he tips his hat at you and nods. But he uh, he throws a box of shells at you, Igmut. Thank you, Sheriff. All right. Lead the way, mud butt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So as soon as we... <laughs> As soon as we walk out of there, like I ask uh, Igmet, um, "Hey, uh, what's the deal with all the cells being empty? I mean, a town this big, there should be at least a few drunks in there or something." Oh well, Sheriff Clark, he he runs a tight ship, and if any offenders do come round, they uh, they 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 string up the meat real quick. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Oh. Ernie Christ. <laughs> Alright, there's uh one thing I was interested in. Uh you said all the all the buildings are kind of made of Adobe. Yep. Um yeah, I wanted to stop by one of the Adobe Photoshops. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get there before Brian ended up saying something like that. On this episode, Chris will be playing the part of Brian. <laughs> well, city slickers, we best be get going. There's no pretty fancy horses for you today. Mules are far hardier and more uh, reliable than any horse, in my opinion. And um, so before... You guys uh, get to take off. When you guys are walking down uh, the dirt uh, road to get to the uh, stables where Igmut has your mules and all of your supplies already loaded up, you pass a haberdasher with all sorts of, of different varieties of cowboy hats. Oh, shit. We can go all hateful eight up in here. Well, you already have a cowboy hat. And I already imagined you with a cowboy hat, Igmut. It's just uh, the other guys that definitely wouldn't have one. Okay. Well, they definitely do need cowboy hats. I I insist. I go straight for a coonskin cap. <laughs> I I reluctantly substitute my flat top for a, a black cowboy hat of equivalency. Well, wait, you guys are just stealing? What? We're trying them on. Oh, okay. Um, so while you guys are trying on different uh, <laughs> sorts of hats, uh, a guy comes out of comes out of the back room, and he's he's only got three teeth, and he smiles way too much for a guy with that few of teeth. And he goes, "Well, howdy! What can I do for y'all?" Oh well, I was just looking to purchase one of these hats from you, and also a pair of sunglasses if you got them. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, what's a sunglass? Never mind then, I'll take the hat. <laughs> I take my sunglasses off and I and I show them to the shopkeeper. You you got to get some of these. They're so nice. They're so convenient. I haven't had a problem all day. I've been uh, out in the sun and everything's been great. I can see clearly and uh, unfortunately my partner here, he forgot him back on the plane. What's a plane? <laughs> Shopkeeper, excuse my my silly city slicking uh, companions. Uh, we'll, we'll take both the hats and uh, 
You happen to have any jerky? Well, yeah, I, I, I got a little. I, I'd be willing to sell it. I'd sell you both hats and a little bit of jerky for... I mean, how many pounds of jerky are you looking for, boy? Oh, mm, ten. I'm a big boy with a big appetite. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal, boy. I'm going to sell you both them hats and I'm going to throw it in. And he smiles real big and licks his lips. And, or his, uh, he licks his one tooth on the top row and then runs his tongue in between the space in between the bottom two teeth on. <laughs> and he goes, I tell you what, I'll sell you that whole thing for 100 pieces of gold. Oh, get out of here. Well, you know... There's no way. Supplies are, are mighty uh, hard to come by out here. Um, how about 80? 80, 80 gold. Well, I couldn't let him go for anything less than 90. How, how, how about this? Uh, He's just sucking on his tooth. Just. <laughs> so I pull out uh, my two um, tomahawks and I say, I'll make a deal with you, shopkeeper. You find us a target and the man who hits the bullseye the closest will have the price go his way. Is that an agreement? Okay, Wesley, I need you to um, first pick a number, any number, 1 through 20. Uh, 10. Okay. And now I want you to roll me a persuasion check. Six. And he looks at you, and he goes, I'll tell you what. Here's the thing, though. If I win this competition, you give me that hundred I originally said. Deal? Well, I, I, I suppose... Uh, that's fair. I chime in. I don't think we even really need hats that much. I mean, oh, oh, hush up, city boy. Y'all need hats. The sun <laughs> is harsh. <laughs> I, I laugh when he says that. I toss the tomahawk uh, to the shopkeeper. Did you toss it to him, Axe Head, first? <laughs> so, Wesley, you toss the uh, tomahawk, and he grabs it and a very deft and skillful way that immediately makes you regret your idea to uh, have this competition. Oh, good hell. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, I think that we should take it up a notch. How about we have your bald-headed friend put this here apple on his head and we try and take it off? No, 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 no. They just sent me him out from the East Coast. There's no way I can risk his life this early in the journey. Oh, come on. I, I want to play, too. Give me one. I immediately grab the nearest hat and put it on my head. I don't even <laughs> care if it fits. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just tomahawks and a target. That's all we can do. All right. Well, I got an idea. And he goes in back and uh, he's back there for a little while. And you start to hear things like crashing around and. Then you hear, and he comes out and he's got this, this satchel that he's holding uh, shut and it's just writhing around and just making that ungodly noise. And he goes, all right, now I'm going to let him go on three. First one to hit him with the tomahawk wins. You're on. (laughs) Oh my God. And he goes, one. I tip the brim of my hat down over my eyes. <laughs> Two. Three. 
away. And he immediately throws the bag into the air and you see this mangy black cat with patches of fur missing from its, uh, missing from it. And it immediately starts to bolt out of the shop. And he waits as though to let you throw first, Igmet. Okay. Uh, well, I dash after it and hold back my tomahawk and swiftly toss it right at it. So why don't you roll me a d20 and add that uh, number that's next to the word tomahawk to it. It's Damn not it, gonna be... Tim. What? Damn it, Tim, you're gonna make me have to learn how to play the banjo for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> So while this is going on, um, I like as quietly as I can uh, message Tom through like our uh, communicator sort of watch things and stuff. And I'm like, dude, if you got something that we could like, you know, make this in our favor or it doesn't really, you know, kill the fucking cat. (laughs) I got minor illusion. You got anything that could help? I just rolled a one. I would like you to roll that again, please. Hot damn. I just rolled a 17. Oh, I'm in character. Oops. <laughs> All right. So you got you got a 23. What's your armor class, Falk? My armor class is a 16. Okay. So let me just... Awesome. So here's what happens. The cat goes out of the bag, and it as it's tearing past um, all of you... It actually kind of grabs onto uh, Falk's pant leg for just a moment and tears into your leg for a second. And as soon as the cat is no longer on your leg is when (laughs) Igma releases his tomahawk and it uh, then buries itself into your boot. And you take take three damage as as it impales into your small toe. Ah! God damn it! <laughs> and how does the cat fare? Oh, the cat the cat is 100% fine. <laughs> My foot's like stuck to the floor now too, and... God damn it. Oh my god, I just rolled a natural 20. <laughs> and so, immediately after that, you see the tomahawk leave the hands of this, uh, of this shopkeeper, cool. and for a second, the camera zooms in on his face, and he's just got a tongue on that one tooth, and just <laughs> the happiest look on his face oh, as fuck. it connects just center mass with this cat and just splits it completely in half in a shower of gore. <laughs> and he goes, well, that'll be a hundred gold pieces, boy. Well, I suppose a deal's a deal. I... F- and then I throw him the 100 gold. Hold on. When you throw the 100 gold, though, when he goes to catch it, he fails miserably. Like, just fucking <laughs> just bobbles it like three or four times, and that shit spills all over the shop. And he's like, trying to pick it up, and he goes, nice doing business with y'all. Uh, I walk over, and I try to pull the tomahawk out of Falk's boot. And then I stand upright and look at him and just shake my head. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I definitely like, you know, whine really bad when he uh, takes it out. And then also, um, I'm like, I just made these boots. <laughs> uh, well, I retrieve both tomahawks and I boldly grab the bloody one, 
run it across my tongue on both sides, and then mm-mm, nothing like the taste of warm pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that has just been met. another episode of LCP D and D because that's totally what we're ending on. Warm pussy. It's not getting any better than that. Fuck that. <laughs> that's the episode for the day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. If uh, if you enjoyed this, please uh, you know subscribe and write a review on iTunes because that shit's pretty helpful send uh, send Chris Riley some weird tweets he, he, he likes those um, at uh, D&D LCP um, yep yeah and direct message um, at uh, Manly Brian um, dick pics manlybrian at gmail.com lots and lots of dick pics and come and join us every other Thursday to listen to this nonsense Goodbye.